today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Adam Oakfield, the president and CEO of FPM and FPM3 Marketing and Vacuuman, that great company that sponsors this show, uh, is with us once again. Uh, happy Friday. Well, happy Friday to you, Bill. And you know what? Well, you know what's great about this day? It's I do. I do. But tell our listeners. Go ahead and tell our I- listeners. It's my wife's birthday. Michelle Oldfield turns only 28 today, and I'm really excited about that. So she's finally met that milestone. So uh, Michelle has had a lot of excitement this month. I mean, she's taken a lead at at Vacuuman, and today, as a loving husband, I'm wishing her a wonderful happy birthday. Uh, And you know what? To to jump into it, as you've heard in uh, on the news, uh, I'm 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 whisking her away. We're going to be going off to Niagara Falls. Uh, I'm excited that finally things are opening up. I'm giddy like a little small business school child, Bill. I'm just uh, I'm just all tickled inside, and I've been like jumping around, so excited that things are starting to open up. Well, I mean, that was the story behind the story. We all know that that the reason the premier said this was the day we were going to start reopening. I know it's going to be sooner was because it's her birthday. Uh, so, you know, that's his little gift to you guys, I guess. <laughs> that's right. Uh, the Premier and I had a discussion previous to this, and unfortunately we were going to push it a little further, but I was able to pull some strings and uh, twist his arm a little bit, and so this was a birthday gift to my wife. Uh, you're welcome, Ontario. I know. I, I, I'm glad I could contribute. <laughs> well, I have a great time down there. I've hardly, Thank you. Yeah, we, we, it's going to open up again. All these things are going to be fabulous, and uh, you'll have a blast down in Niagara Falls. You always do. Hey, Elon Musk, let's talk a little bit. Well, we talk a little bit about him almost every week. Uh, he really kind of uh, got into the doghouse a couple of weeks ago when he uh, hosted Saturday Night Live and made some rather, shall we say, cryptic comments about cryptocurrency. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I worked on that one. Uh, but uh, let's, t- let's talk a little bit about his businesses, uh, because there was a time a-, a few months ago where they're thinking, hey, listen, this guy's only down to about $18 billion. I mean, I don't know if he's going to survive. But the- this cyber truck that he talked about a little while, apparently is catching on. It's taking off is really the word what's happening. Cybertruck was launched about two years ago when he first came on the stage. And when he uh, launched it, it was so different. First of all, it was one of the first EV trucks that was being announced, number one. Number two is that it looked like something out of... Uh, uh, you know, some crazy sci-fi movie. I think, in, in fact, he took it from Cyberpunk, which was, a you know, a, a role-playing game of some sort. Uh, and, of course, when he launched it, it was with a ton of fanfare. But many people thought this prototype wasn't going to work. It wasn't going to exist. It was just really out of, out of space, just this crazy one-off that he created. That is not the case. In fact, uh, Jay Leno himself got to drive it, and there was a feature on it, and it's now had one million, has, sorry, one million pre-orders have been set for the Cybertruck from Tesla. So, I mean, he's really zany. I mean, I love Elon Musk from a lot of reasons, is that I, I kind of have the same mindset. I mean, even today, or uh, this week, he launched the Plaid uh, a Tesla, which is supposed to be supersonic fast, has all of these features, and I mean, he even commented on stage on the announcement that it was named after Spaceballs. So, I mean, he's got this real weird, comical way when he launches these products. Um, but what's really intriguing about the Cybertruck, back to that topic, is the fact that only 27% bill were Tesla owners that were putting the pre-order in, meaning that uh, there's over uh, 60% of people buying or deposits, sorry, on the Cybertruck showing 
that there's going to be a massive, massive interest in this. I'm going to kind of finish this comment off on the fact that it was only a $100 deposit, but there's a million pre-orders that have been established, and that's a great sign for Tesla's future in the truck industry. By the way, that hundred dollar deposit is is not quite half the cost of the vehicle. Of course. No, I'm, I'm being facetious. A hundred bucks on a, as a down payment. I mean, come on, give me a break. What are these things going to run? Well, I mean, honestly, they haven't come up with a price yet. There's three stages. Of yeah, because yeah, yeah, they don't have that many zeros yet. That's why. But that's I mean, right. I think the hundred dollars is is sort of a maybe pays with a key if it does have a key. If, actually, it's if, probably yeah, a button. It's, it's probably a push button. So anyway, good on them. Hundred bucks. That's what you could have got, Michelle. For heaven's sakes, what are you doing? Just <laughs> cheaping out, cheaping out by going to the Niagara Falls instead. Uh, but, but anyway, we digress. Listen, on on the program, we always talk about how tech has has been so beneficial in so many facets of our life. Uh, you've talked about a number of different medical uh, inventions and, and, and incredible things that have been developed. Let's talk about how tech is being used by law enforcement. Yeah, this one was really, really big. I'm, there might have been a little bit of a, a touch point on it where uh, authorities worldwide took down the largest uh, in, in underground uh, uh, operations uh, this past uh, week. So particularly, what's so neat about this is that, yeah, they took down the mafia, biker gangs, and, and this was primarily in Australia, Europe, the United States. There wasn't much talk about Canada in regards to how they infiltrated it, but what I wanted to talk about was just the, it's almost going to be a movie to this effect, Bill, and Canada did play a massive role in this. First of all, uh, this started in Vancouver. This started in Vancouver, yes, our own Canadian city in the West, uh, it was actually established under the pretense that there's been a lot of underground development. And we're not talking hackers and, you know, and, and the dark side or uh, all this other side. We're talking actual physical products, very similar to like a BlackBerry handheld unit. In 2018, uh, what happened was there was uh, many different products that were being circulated through the underground criminal world. And they created or got they caught an individual who was going to more or less go to jail for a lifetime for his involvement with and uh, smuggling drugs. He managed to convince the FBI that he would be able to get hardware that would have encrypted devices and convince criminals that they would be able to interact and communicate on this. And it worked. So um, this actually started with a, with a product like Phantom Secure. It actually was the name of the underground device. It was a cell phone specifically made for criminals that they could chat, communicate uh, without any kind of global interaction or otherwise and so why this is so critical and interesting is that it really blew up it ended up becoming so popular that massive underground worldwide uh, uh mafias and biker gangs were using this and they were communicating with each other where drugs were being dropped off uh there was uh, uh all sorts of criminal activities well this past week they came in and they infiltrated they did a massive bust and over a thousand individuals were caught. And how it worked was as they were texting, the criminals were texting each other. They were telling where the drugs are going, what the time. And the FBI had every single message, every single message they were able to see, read. They had they have more evidence that a, a court, a judge is just going to look at it and go, I don't know what to say. There's, there's just no point in going to a courtroom. So anyway, why that's so significant is it was in Canada that this technology started out of Vancouver. I don't know how many in Canada with the RCMP were involved or CSIS for that matter, but the fact is Canadian is a tech leader and it, and it actually brought down a worldwide underground criminal organization.
Excellent. Makes you feel proud. Hey, we talked uh, a few uh, weeks ago, I guess now, about the, the big uh, Colonial Pipeline hack and uh, the fact that they did pay. I mean, Colonial admitted, yeah, you know, we had to pay, what, I think 2.5 billion Bitcoin. Uh, the amazing story here is they've recovered some of the money. And, and I guess the easiest way to explain this is they hacked the hackers. <laughs> well, they hacked their wallet is what yeah, they did. Yeah. When you're dealing with cryptocurrency, um, cryptocurrency has got to be transmitted through a digital wallet. So think of it as an app on your phone that, you know, holds your money. It's not a physical item. So, uh, you know, kudos to, again, the U.S. authorities. And this is a sign, by the way. This is a sign that we're going to be seeing more of this because the U.S. is getting very intelligent when it comes to, and I, I trust Canada as well, and I, I like to speak on behalf of the government, of which I don't know if they're really as involved. But uh, the U.S. is really getting involved with their hacking units that they were able to get the password to the dark side uh, uh, digital wallet. And they were able to recover over 2.0 million of uh, value of Bitcoin um, and be able to return it back. Uh, so it was not as bad. It was a 4.5 million value, but they managed to get 2.5 million back. And this is a sure sign. What this means, Bill, is that Bitcoin is a very, very uh, uh, least of a currency, cryptocurrency, that's going to be popular with criminals. They've always been using it for ransomware and otherwise, but they're able to hack the hackers is pretty much what you said well. Um, they're getting into the digital wallets, and how they did it is really going to, like, this is just mind-blowing. They were able to get the password on the dark web. There was 8.5 billion passwords, and they were able to compromise the hacker's password from a dark web password list that was uh, that was being shared. Zero, 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 zero. Who would have thought, right? <laughs> <laughs> password with one S. Yeah, yeah. Hey, listen, speaking of ransomware, what are you hearing about this Prometheus? Well, there's lots of new ransomwares that are coming out, and obviously Prometheus is going to be one of the ones that's demanding and taking down a lot of different systems. Uh, JBS, which is a meat pit manufacturer, actually just announced that they paid out $11 million in value with, again, Bitcoin, however that might be uh, uh, retained back from the FBI if they can hack that one. Uh, but these figures that we're talking about, um, they're not going after just big companies anymore. Um, there's a new ransomware group uh, out there called Rebel. And the underground world, when we come to ransomware, is actually becoming competition. And they're, they're uh, like Darkseid, as an example, uh, which was a Russian hacking group that existed. This is becoming a real competition. So um, they're going after small businesses. As we're talking earlier about Ontario opening up, uh, ransomware is going after small operations. So uh, a small little restaurant that maybe has three locations or uh, possibly a, a, a logistics company with a couple trucking industries or otherwise. And what they're doing is they're locking down and encrypting their computers and they're asking for a very, min I say minimal amount, it's a lot of money for a business, but 6000 to to $100,000 value is what they're seeking. Now, the real bene benefit or challenge to this is that they're asking for a different type of cryptocurrency. So they're looking for uh, PaySafe. Uh, they're looking for Ucash, not Bitcoin. As I mentioned earlier, it was one of those situations where the FBI and U.S. authorities are so good, they're able to now uh, hack the hackers, as we just talked about, and now they're looking at other cryptocurrencies that are available out there. So with that said, um, really want to emphasize the fact that people need to think about that password, which we talked about, uh, to secure themselves. But in the same light, you may want to use a third-party encryption. So I want to bring up a few examples. One is called Google Titan. 
It's like a little uh, uh, chip you can plug into your device, your smartphone, or otherwise. The other one is like Keeper. These are great options for you to be able to encrypt and manage your security. So uh, if you haven't heard of it, look it up. You want to consider that for the best of protecting your services. Otherwise, you're going to probably be a victim of ransomware in the next one to two years as a small business. And just talking about uh, some of the great Canadian innovations, what's, uh, what's this day mark all about? Okay. Now, we've talked about all the things about, you know, you're paying ransomwares with cryptocurrency. This yeah. is really cool. Canadian manufacturer out of Toronto called Daymac uh, has announced, now they were, for, they were known for creating e-bikes, uh, you know, like uh, little scooters, e-bikes, and so forth. And they've evolved over the years. And now they've got this new vehicle that's coming to the market that is, uh, it's called Spiritus. And it is going to be equipped with a a battery powered. It is fully uh, environmentally friendly, focused on the climate change. And it is, (laughs) this is really cool. It's electric and it's got a computer system that's going to not only get you from point A to point B, uh, but it's going to mine cryptocurrency. So one of the things that's really confusing, Bill, is, you know, people hear cryptocurrency and otherwise, but how do you mine it? Well, let me just try to summarize it in a way that everyone can understand. To mine cryptocurrency, all you need to do is uh, it runs a series of algorithms. It's doing computer calculations. The more it does, uh, the more algorithms it, it, it solves, you get a little bit of cryptocurrency. That's how you mine it, so to speak. So this vehicle that a Canadian manufacturer, Daymac, has created is not only going to get you to point A to point B, but while it's running and while it's charging, it will be mining cryptocurrency from Bitcoin to Dogecoin uh, and many in between. It's got a 500 kilometer distance. It it takes two hours to charge up. It's $20,000 to start. Uh, And if you want the crypto mining feature built into your car uh, instead of like a stereo or power windows, I think it comes to $150,000. But in the long term, it just might pay for itself. I might just do that. Uh, we talked in the past about people getting so irritated about pop-ups and, and advertising all the time uh, on, on their computers, whether other, whatever platform they're on. Apple's got an, a rather innovative idea with a the product they got coming out. It's this fall, right? That's right, yeah. The iOS 15 is, uh, when it comes out at their uh, keynote this past week, Apple's got a feature that I believe is is why well, no i don't even believe it anymore bill it's a it's a fact uh we've heard and facebook has proven that with the fact that they're trying to warn people about apple well this new feature that's going to be integrated there's three actually features that are going to be within the new ios 15 so when you upgrade and you're going to want to uh first of all i uh, let me just segue this with the fact that the ios 15 will go back all the way to the iPhone SE, which is the small one, as well as the iPhone 6. So you'll be able to upgrade those phones, which is unbelievable because that's over seven years of of, uh, updates. Now, what is neat about the updates? Let's talk about that. First of all, it's got the best feature called Hide My Email. So let's say, for example, you want to send a message out to someone. It could be a business. You might be wanting to inquire about something. It's got the ability to hide your email. So that email could literally be removed, destroyed, if you will. You, you can set up to, I think, 20 hidden emails. So when you email, you won't be added to a, a mailing list, even though you have to use your email for ordering something online. 
This will allow to remove that email, so it will get you off pretty much every spam list you want. That is wonderful for us as people wanting privacy. However, uh, for those in business that want a subscription and want to be able to talk to customers, it'll be a bit of a headache. The second feature, which is really cool, is they can now hide the pixels in the images. That means that anytime you open up uh, an email and there's a photo in it, all those advertisers get that information. They get what unit you're, you, what computer you have, when you opened it, how long you looked at it. All of that's being stripped with the new iOS update, and that means that we will have a great feature of privacy moving forward with Apple. Now, the last one is that you can now hide your IP address, meaning you can email, surf the internet as long as you're using Safari and otherwise with iOS 15, and no one's going to know who you are. It is going to be one of those completely private positions that Apple is truly living up to what they promised, and that is to give users full security and privacy with their devices. So that's coming out in the fall, Bill. Used to be, remember back in the day, it was BlackBerry that, that wore that crown, right? Said, you want secure, we got secure. But Apple's really made some advances in the last while. Well, they, that is their whole model when it comes to marketing. They're going to be standing strong with that. And, and they, you know, and again, a lot of companies say these things, but Apple's actually living up to it. I have to actually, uh, compliment Tim Cook. And I'm, I'm an Android user when it comes to mobile devices, but I use Apple when it comes to desktop and laptops. Um, you know, I have to say that this privacy feature that they're really sticking to and rolling out. Uh, I have a bit of a two sides to this. One is a consumer. I'm extremely excited. As a business owner and as a marketing agency with FPM3, I'm actually a little concerned about it because, you know, that's a big feature when you come to online digital marketing. And it's going to be very, very difficult, especially for small businesses that want to connect with their customers. And if they're hidden and they can't understand what their needs are or follow up with them, it makes it very difficult to get the message out. This is Tech Talk. We do this every Friday at 1135 with Adam Oldfield, brought to you by Vacuuman. Uh, listen, have a great weekend, a great time in Niagara Falls, and happy birthday to Michelle. And, uh, we'll talk next Friday. Thanks, Bill. Have a great weekend. Take you care. You too. Take care. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.